It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Bonsoir, welcome, bonjour, good evening, bonjour Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon Marcel. I am hello, Simon hello. Marcel. I am in The Rendezvous with you where we talk love, we parlay relationships. Parlay. Parlay, we speak. Parlay, Ooh. relationships. Oh, parlay. Yeah, parlay I'm, français. When I hear parlay as an American, I think, how am I going to take my $50 chip that I won at the blackjack table and parlay that into more money? No, I'm thinking vous parlay, like speak French. <laughs> speak. We parlay relationships. Um, we have a great show tonight, and we have a social media at Simon and Angie. The phone number, 855-905-8255. Call us anytime. We have actually an interesting call coming, Angie. We have a man going to get married who apparently has some issues with his mother-in-law. Okay. I, I don't know yet. We're going to get Shocker. to that. So I, he, he needs help. <laughs> Something is happening okay. with his mother-in-law. He needs our help, Angie. Can't wait. So that's next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. We have a phone call. Okay. Somebody needs help. I shall so pick up. let's pick up Corey, who's listening in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on my 99.9. Bonjour, Corey. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Hi, Corey. Welcome. What is going on? Well, I'm probably not the first guy to call in with problems about his future in-laws. That's why Um, I was like, oh, somebody calling in about the mother-in-law or the (laughs) (laughs) father-in-law. But mine is – my future mother-in-law is incredibly overbearing. When she's around, if she's not the center of attention, it's unacceptable. Mm. If I'm trying to have a conversation with my fiance, Mm -hmm. she has to make it about her. She busts in constantly. Mm. I can't finish a sentence in my own house and – Mm-hmm. It makes me crazy. She sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say about it besides that. <laughs> so, Curry, let me ask you this. Has your girlfriend said anything to her own mother? Because, you know, who's responsible for stopping this? It's your wife-to-be. Mm-hmm. It's her who has to say to her own mother, be quiet, mom. You can't interrupt him all the time. Our house, our rules. So has your future wife talked to her mother? Yeah, I've spoken to her about it, and she has made... <sighs> What I want to politely call minimal effort. Minimal. I mean, it's her mom, so she feels awkward. But well, cause we're kind of at a stalemate right now. <laughs> yeah, you have to reinforce that. I think, Simon, you, you would probably agree that because it's not your family. I mean, it is your family, but it's not your mother. So your direct connect to that whole relationship, the liaison yeah. between you and the mother-in-law is your wife or wife-to-be. And so she really has to, you have to really, really make sure she knows, like, listen, this is too much. Mm. Please do something because I'm miserable. And I, I feel like as a wife myself, I would never want my husband to be in a situation where he's uncomfortable around my family because I know that my mom can be pushy with him sometimes. And if he expresses that to me, the first thing I do is, mom, like, you know, chill a little bit. (laughs) But but there is something uh, also, Curry, that can help you. If your wife doesn't understand, you can express and describe a situation where your own mother, Curry, would do that to her, right? If she says, oh, it's okay. Turn the table. Turn the table on her and said, you know, what if that would be the case? Right. I would stop it because, you know, listen, I know we love our parents. I love my mom. You love your mom. And she loves her mom and all that. But when you get married, you have to prioritize. Yeah. And in your own house, yeah. it's just your rules, not your parents' rules. You should never feel uncomfortable in your own house, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, well said. once mother-in-law is gone for the day, you and wife have to sit there and fight because of what just went down. So maybe if you present it that way, like, here's how we can avoid 
future arguments between us and our marriage regarding this situation. I need you to squash it so that every time your mom comes here, she's not like parading around, stealing spotlight, stepping over my words. It, it, exactly. It would be, and I'm going to make it in a funny way, Corey, if every time your mother-in-law would come in, you would decide to play some very heavy metal music. Every time she talked, you would suddenly say... Bling and play some crazy music. She's from uncomfortable. The White Snakes, all those groups. White there. Snakes, isn't it? The what group, what the, year are we on now? Right no, but now, just to annoy. Yeah, the, no, just yeah, to, yeah, you laugh. know what I mean. <laughs> She'll get it. All right, I'll, I'll go with the diplomatic approach first. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Diplomacy <laughs> always is first. Then you go ham, and you then you go my route, yeah, which is like exactly. Hi, I can't. Yeah. You know what? I honestly feel like Simon. I'm gonna be that mother-in-law. Well, listen, it's a One good day. thing you said that because I have some <laughs> questions for you coming up next. Curry, thank you so much for being on The Rendezvous with Angie and I. Thank you. Good luck thank to you. you. Have a good night. Angie, you next. I have some questions about oh, you no. when you're going to be this mother-in-law. Oh, Stay gosh. with us. This is Simon and Angie. Simon and Angie, bonjour, I'm Simon, bonjour Angie Taylor. Hey Simon, hey uh, all. <laughs> bonsoir, good evening. <laughs> we had a, a great call just with Curry come a couple of minutes ago about the situation with the mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And then you, I heard you say, I would be like that mother. I feel like I would. Yeah. Explain what you meant by that. Well, he was saying that, you know, his wife's mom always has to be like the center of attention. Yes. Always needs to get her words in. <laughs> right. I mean, this has been my job for 25 years now. Like, I don't know how I stop doing that once I become a mother-in-law. So if we for a time... And your 13-year-old daughter becomes whatever a age, woman, yeah. a woman, an adult, comes home. With her boyfriend. Boyfriend with a ring on their finger. I'm which... so suspicious of everybody, though, Simon, <laughs> that I feel like I, I the feel fear? the fear is her being hurt. And I know you've seen me around my daughter a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I am the most fierce mama bear when it comes to my child. But I'm the same way with my friends. I'm very fiercely you are. You are. Protective. protective. Yes. And I don't know why I feel like it's my duty to be world police with everybody. Um, so <laughs> if I even saw him look a certain way about oh or like turn up his nose or roll his eyes, yeah, I don't know that I could prevent myself from being vocal about why'd you just roll your eyes at my daughter? I would be very <laughs> like it'll be hard for me to keep my mouth shut. Let's put it that way, which is par for life. So wait, so has your mom has done that to Jason? Your husband? No, because my mother is very timid, shockingly. Okay. She is. She still says to this day, I don't know where you got your mouth. And she knows where I got it. It's from my father, who's very vocal and would be the one to do the same. Okay, so you would you be straight into his face. Totally. And I have to tell you, I you know, we're talking about marriage right now. Yes. We were watching, my husband and I, watching Married at First Sight. You know that show? Well, absolutely. FYI, I used to be on it. In okay. bed with Simon. Exactly. So because of that, I want to ask you a question about marriage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Angie's question is coming up next on The Rendezvous Stay with us. You are listening to Simon and Angie. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. Uh, we will talk relationships. That's the, the core and the heart of the rendezvous. Mm -hmm. You said you had a question for me right before we went to break. Yeah, so you know that show, Married at First Sight. You were on the FYI channel. I was. There's still it, the 52 episodes of In Bed with Simon. Oh, at SimonandAngie.com. Yeah. Um, and so my husband and I were watching the other night, and... You know, so the concept, of course, is married at first sight. It's arranged marriages. These people don't know each other. They see each other for the first time when they walk down the aisle. Yes. So after they get married, they've never spoke. Mm -hmm. So they have this, you know, getting to know you, ice-breaking little conversation after over champagne. And like, what do you like? What do you like to do? Where did you grow up? Where's you? What's your hobbies? So one of the men asked his brand new bride, who he'd never met, 
what are you into? What do you like to do? She said brunch. brunch? I love to go brunching. I love okay. brunch. I love to do brunch. Okay. Kind of a strange response, I random, guess. Random, I guess. I guess. Random. Very random. That's a perfect uh, word for that. So my husband, out of the blue, says, if I asked you what you like to do and your first response is brunch... I'm not with that. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, brunch is fun. You know, you hang out with your friends. It's day drinking, yeah. cut, you know, food. And he said, well, I would just feel like there's nothing else going on there. If that's like the main, most important thing in your life is brunch, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know what I would say first, but I have a question for you, okay. Simon, Yes. because there's going to come a time. You, you won't be married at first sight, but you're going to get married mm-hmm. and you're going to meet a girl and that small talk always happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every first date is like a job interview. You know, where did you grow up? Tell yeah. me about your life. Oh, absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. So I have a question for you. I'm ready for you, Angie. Okay. More of Simon and Angie next. Simon and Angie. Bonjour, bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello. Welcome we, to the rendezvous. You know it, the rendezvous. <laughs> the rendezvous. Uh, by the way, all our social media, Simon and Angie at all time. Phone number 855-905-8255. Angie, I can't wait. You said you had a question for me right yeah. before we went to the break. Well, my husband and I were watching Married at First Sight. Right. You know, that show where people literally get married at first sight. It's like arranged marriage. Yes. And afterwards, since they don't know this person at all, they have all that small chat that we usually have on a first date. Yes. Now they're first married. So the husband asked his brand new wife, well, what do you like to do? And she said, my favorite thing is brunching. And my husband's like, oh, my God, what kind of answer is that? I would yeah. never like that's I'm like, why is that such a big deal? So I want to know for you, Simon. Yes. Let's say we're on a first date. OK. What is your most favorite thing in the world? What's your most favorite thing to do? Ping pong. Ping pong? Ping pong and skiing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Not the most exciting thing in the world. <laughs> I, I think mean, it's amazing. You're in a, By the way. If you don't know and you haven't seen videos, they're on simonandangie.com. Simon is an amazing Forrest Gump style <laughs> ping know. pong player. Like thank you. I don't the know. stuff you see in competition type player. Well, you know, You're looks, great. Thank you, Angie. So, I mean, I know, listen, this is so funny because I went on a date a couple of weeks ago. That question exactly. That no ex- way. Yeah. What do you like to do? Ping pong. Ping pong. It's just sort of like a, a not an answer you would expect ever. I, I understand it, and you're great at it, and I, I love I that just, you love it. Yeah, but I look I just, so forward to it. I think every people week. are probably like, "Whoa," because you expect something like, "Oh, I like to travel. I like to hang out with Thing my is, friends." It's so true, but I would have answered very differently ten years ago, twenty years ago. Traveling, but you're keeping it real, and also because it sounds silly, but I so look forward to that. Oh, I love that. So, so and like me for who I am. I mean, love me that, or leave me. I mean, Angie, what would you say is yours? So let, let's reverse that. Let's say I say we're on a date, and mm-hmm. let's say, Angie, what is your favorite things to do or one or two things? I feel like I have that stock answer. Like travel is really my most favorite thing. I love to travel. I love exploring a new city. I even do, like when I travel to a new city, I do running tours so that I can go on this running group three, four miles and see all these different places in a city I do it the first day I get there so that I know where I want to come back and explore. You know, Angie, it's so interesting you said that. I think most women, most would say the same thing. Women have a fabulous, open-minded curiosity about traveling to places. More than men. Men are more set in their ways, maybe. Probably. And maybe even less curious in the world. Yeah. But I don't know a single woman in the world that would not say travel. 
so since you said that most m- women would say that, yes, let's ask our producer, Jill. Jill. Hi, Jill. What you know? Where I'm sitting across from you, we're, we're on a first date. Hey, Jill. Hey, what's your? <laughs> hey, is good. You look good. Thank what's you. your most favorite thing to do in the whole world? Well, I really like traveling. Yeah. I was gonna say that, there but we go. Also, like taking pictures. You are a good photographer. To music, yeah. things of that nature. Yeah, artsy stuff. Artsy stuff. Yeah, but I feel like does that give a weird impression to guys? Like if okay. you say something like that? No, it's a good, it's a predictable answer. It's because a great question. Most men who have been on dates know that traveling, uh, music, art, museums, stuff like that are usually what we hear the most. I go on a lot of dates every year. So it is Jill's answer is something you're used to. Oh, totally. Yeah. But she asked if that doesn't affect you any type of way. You don't think a certain thing about Jill. If she says, I'd love to travel, I love art, I love museums. Is there something that would trigger you like, you're into that? No, if she starts to say, I like cocaine. I mean, that would be a problem. Drugs? Drugs would be bad. What's your thing? My thing is drugs. That's probably not good. Okay, so stuff like that. Okay. Or anything that is a bit too... um, Crazy, illegal it, 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 stuff like that, okay. or you know, uh, uh, or I've, I like to date bad boys. Is that you know? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like to date bad boys. You don't like to date bad boys. You, you dated a good man and, but and he married looks one. Bad. He's got what? tattoos and he's a boxer. See, you know, I got a thug with a heart. We, okay, about those tattoos. I want to ask you something because I have I have a question. Stay with oh. us. Yes, because okay. more of Simon Energy. A question about tattoos you don't want to miss. Simon and Angie, welcome back. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hey, Simon. I got a question. Yeah. About tattoos, all right? Because your husband, Jason, has... Full sleeve. Okay. I don't know if you've seen me shirtless. No. No, no, on the uh, boat. No. Not, uh, unfortunately, no. No, thank you. No, I'm trying, I'm, but you won't let me. Anyway, I don't have any <laughs> tattoos anywhere. Here's the question. I went on a date, and uh, it went, everything went very lovely until she showed me some very aggressive... I was going to say aggressive tattoos. Tattoos. <laughs> okay. You and I are very simpatico yeah. here. Okay. Okay, yeah. And aggressive then, tattoos. Aggressive tattoos. Uh-huh. And then she said, you know, if I was to marry somebody, he would have to have the same aggressive tattoos on his arm. So she wants somebody that has the same... She said, if we not tattoo together, like... Listen, tattoo enthusiasts are very... It's their art. So... But, I... but to that question, Angie, and I said I was honest. I said, I can't do that. I just, we're not getting too married, but I just said, I'm sorry, I just can't. What would Why? You, what just, about it is like I would so... feel ridiculous. Why? It's not my thing. Okay. I have a question for you about that then, because I think there are certain circumstances, and I know someone like you actually, who has never had a tattoo. It's not in their nature. It's not who they are, but they're contemplating one all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And I want to ask you if you do the same. Great. We'll be right back with that question, Simon and Angie. You're listening to Simon and Angie. I'm Simon Marcel, and Angie Taylor is in the house with me. Bonjour, Hello. Angie. Hello. Welcome to the rendezvous. You know it. 855-905-8255 is our number. We were talking about tattoos. You said you went on a date with a girl that said she needed to have... The same identical tattoo if she was going to get married one day. Yeah. Her husband had to have the same. It was very gothic. That he needs to get the same tattoos. The tattoo same as gothic uh, tattoos on the upper arm, same dimension. It's demanding a I lot. I said I couldn't do it. I, I think it would depend on the tattoo. I like tattoos, though. I have four. You would do it? It depends on the tattoo. Okay, yeah. Because there's something like about it. it that I find romantic, though, if you have matching tattoos. And a lot of people think it's so taboo. 
or like don't get somebody's name. I have my husband's initial behind my ear, but I also have my daughter's initials on the back of my sure, neck. Sure, whatever you like, but I would not impose on anyone. That's so just my take. You don't have tattoos. Zero. You're a clean cut, elegant man. You're a classic man. Old school. Yeah, and that's not your thing, and that's no. totally cool. So I know somebody a lot like you in that way where they're like, I would never, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of a sudden, somebody in his family passed oh. who was very, inst- like a, a patriarch of the family passes. Sure. Mom gets a tattoo. Sister gets the tattoo. They mm-hmm. all have the same tattoo. Mm-hmm. Now he is considering this tattoo to honor the patriarch. Would you do something like that? Let's say, God forbid, somebody very important to you is no longer here. If it's meaningful... Would you consider it? No, I'll be honest. If somebody I love and everybody else has their own way, that's the way to pay respect. I've got my own. Okay. Uh, it's like some people say, you know, you go to that church, that synagogue, or this. I just that's the way I am. Everybody I was celebrates and celebrating grieves and grief differently. and pay respect yeah. differently. So sure. no, I wouldn't. But some <laughs> tattoos looks beautiful, and I've seen beautiful women, beautiful tattoos. So I, that doesn't bother right. me at all. Right. We have to take some phone calls, Angie. Yes. I see the phone is linking. It's time. 855-905-8255. Simon and Angie next. Back on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Angie. Hey, Simon. Hello, hello. Bonjour. We have, you know, we have a wonderful phone line. And, and a wonderful phone line. Wonderful. It's the best phone line it's, of all the phone it's lines. It's the hotline of the best show it's ever. It. 855-905-8255. I see Janeline is listening to us in Oak Park, Illinois, on hey. 93.9 Light FM. Bonjour, Janeline. Hi, how are you? Good. Hello. What is going on? So I wanted to call in. I've been seeing this guy. It's only been a little bit longer than a month. But in that time, we have spent a lot of time together. So it it all kind of moved very quickly. Mm -hmm. I've already met, like, his boss. I've met his best friend. So, you know, it just moved fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything about him is great on paper. Everything. There's so many things that I love about him that are exactly the things that I like and want. And on top of that, he just happens to be the nicest, sweetest mm. guy. Mm. But my mm-hmm. problem is that I am not feeling any sort of romantic connection mm-hmm. on my end. It's and so... I keep trying yeah. and thinking, okay, maybe it's going to get there. But I just, it's like, you know, he'll kiss me and I feel nothing. On paper is one thing, but there is no equivalent to physical chemistry Mm -hmm. and you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole because you have your mental checklist like he's hitting all of these maybe one day i'll feel this thing for him that i'm not feeling in my lady parts simon Mm -hmm. do you do you feel like she can get over that or is it just like a wash because that's a great question janeline is there any form of progress or attraction it was zero it's still zero I hate to say it, but it's basically still zero, and I keep wanting there to be something more. But and, and okay. I don't Even know if why. It's not like he's ugly, or I just yeah. I don't know why. You're just I just not feeling I don't it. Feel it. Yeah. Okay, because the romance, the the enchanting feeling we feel inside us when we meet the right person. You cannot buy it. You cannot wish for it. No. You cannot build it. You no. cannot draw it. An, an expert cannot say it. No, we have. There is yeah. no magic formula. So the, it's a friend you have in front of you. you the woman you are, uh, you saw your heart just doesn't match with his soul and heart. He's a great dude, but sadly, and that's the way. Go, not even sadly, just reality-wise, 
there's no sparks. Mm-hmm. You know, when two, spark. when two stones touch each other, some do sparks and you can start a fire and some never have any sparks. Same with two human beings. The opposite side of that, Simon, and I'm sure, gentlemen, you've had the same experience. Have you ever met someone, first time meeting, where you feel this instant spark? The two stones made that fire right away, but... Upon knowing them after a few weeks, you're like, I have nothing in common with this person. I don't like it. Like, I can't see my, but that attraction is so tight. So you have the opposite end, right? Opposite. Haven't we all done that? Um, I mean, we've all been there. So you're going to ask yourself this question, why am I really interested in somebody I don't want to be with? So that's the conflict it's in you. Be, it's supposed to be perfect, Simon. On paper. Because it looks perfect. On paper. Because we all have these checklists of things that we want in people, don't you think? And when somebody meets 90% of them and they don't meet this one 10% or, 10% or whatever percentage, sometimes that's the biggest part. Or if you don't have this, like it's like throwing out all these good things for a small thing. But if that small thing isn't there, which is the chemistry, right. the spot. that's everything. And, it, I mean, and it's the thing that's hanging me up over it is that I, I don't know why. You know, it, I, I, because I'm it's trying, no spark. but I just, I don't know why or what it is. And at the end of the day, I know in my gut that it's not there. I, it's not there. And so then I don't know, like, do I just end it? You know, yes. or do I kill? You have, it, it, I don't know. Is it making it worse if I just prolong it yeah it, it does and if you want to be happy you have to end it and find somebody that you want mm-hmm. or you'll yeah. be disgusted forever yeah so free yourself disgusted from forever. No, because making love to somebody you, you don't want it. no 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 you simon you're right you can't force it i just thought it was cute that you're like disgusted forever disgusted forever so janeline i'm so glad you called us yes you have to end it and start dating somebody else that you want first and foremost right. without a spark there is no fire without fire there is no relationship. And so what do I tell him? Because I'm so afraid you know what? of making him sad or hurting his feelings. You'd be a thousand percent honest. Say, you know what? I think you're amazing. I love who you are as a person, but I don't feel the chemistry. I'm not going to do this to yes. either of us, so I'm going to move yeah. on. Just be honest. That's it. Be, Just honest. be honest. Thank you and good luck, Janeline. Free at last. More of the rendezvous <laughs> yeah. coming up next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hey. Angie, we just talked to Janeline. Mm-hmm. She had a little issue. You could say she met this guy great on paper. Yeah. She told us everything was checked, but yet no spark, no loving feeling, no desire. Well, that's the thing, Simon. I think we all have these boxes in our mind, this imaginary checklist that's in the back of our mind when yeah. we start dating. Yes. And if they check off all these things... But there's no spark physically. How do you break up with someone that you don't have a reason, really? Like, they didn't cheat on me. They didn't hit me. They didn't do something horrible. I don't have a real valid excuse that would make it easy for me to walk away. So how do you break up with someone when you don't know what they really did wrong? Because they didn't. You, no, you said, you just said, you know, I, I've lost the spark. I, I don't feel it anymore. Or if you've never felt it, just I don't feel it. And you make it short. You make it honest. You do you lie? Do you mm. ghost? I'm not so much. I don't ghost. So that's not my thing. I know people do. But I feel what's important to pass the message the person has done nothing wrong. Yeah. That likes you. Yeah. But you don't feel it. Yeah. And, and do you say that? Like, and hey. And I would like to be friends. That's my big thing. You're great. We look perfect on paper. Would you say it just like that? Like, you haven't done anything wrong. I'm just not feeling a connection that way. 
You could say that. I wouldn't even say you have done nothing wrong. I would just say, you know, I don't feel it either anymore. I don't feel it like that. I just, yeah. I don't have that feeling. So, and then the person can, you know, move on. I love your answer, Simon. Thanks. I think that's perfect. My husband always tells me about when he was single, yes. how he would break that news too, because it's hard when nobody's done anything wrong. I want to hear his technique. Okay. All right. That's coming up next on The Rendezvous. Bonjour, I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hey, Simon. Right before on break, you teased me almost. With, <laughs> you said that your husband Jason had a technique before you guys were married. He was single. So dating, breaking up. I, I refuse to believe that, that he dated anybody. Maybe uh, he did not. He did. He did, okay. I saw. So when he wanted evidence. to close that window, yes. how did he do it? So my husband has the gift of brutal honesty. Yeah. Because he would say, you know, a lot of times I would go out with these great women, wonderful, beautiful, sweet, perfect on paper. Mm -hmm. and, and he would say that basically it was kind of the same as your answer. Hey, this has been really fun, but I just don't feel a spark. spark I don't feel yeah. a spark. The spark was the word. And I don't think anybody can argue with spark because everybody's been in that situation where they have felt a spark. Maybe the other person hasn't. Or... The other person is definitely feeling a spark toward you, but you don't feel that same spark. So you have okay. to be honest, I think, because at least you're not ghosting. You're not making up some story like, "I it's not you, it's me. Or I'm just not ready. Or I'm really focused on my career right now. Or I'm not over my ex. Like, just be honest. Absolutely. When it comes to breaking up, you have to be honest. And I recommend, and I know that now, that it's way easier before you had any ulala, if you don't feel the spark to be in that situation, right. then after the ulala. Right. I want to ask our callers also to join us, Angie, on that conversation. Mm -hmm. How would you break up with somebody that uh, you don't feel the sparks, you don't have the sparks for anymore? Just call us and tell us. 855-905-8255. Simon and Angie, I'm Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Hello, Simon. You know, rendezvous. It's the rendezvous. We, all of us, I've been in that situation, uncomfortable situation where either go on a few dates, on paper it's perfect, and you have to stop because you don't have that loving feeling, or even more difficult, you start dating somebody and you lose that loving feeling. They didn't really do anything wrong. No, nope, they've done like, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong, but you're just like, mm, I don't feel this. So, interestingly enough, me and your husband Jason feel like this, the best way to say it, be honest and say we don't have the sparks anymore, it's not going anywhere. Don't drag it out and try to find a spark no. somewhere down the road. No, exactly. Right. Anyway, we have uh, Myra on the phone, listening in Hatfield, Mass, on Mix 91. Bonjour, Myra. Welcome to the rendezvous. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Oh, man. I mean, I've been through this so many times, you know, uh -huh. and it's just like, it's never easy, and the person never really takes it well. I had one person, it's just like, sometimes, you know, you're you're trying to be friends and uh -huh. sometimes it's like the other person just has to take it up that other notch and they get that romantic connection and you don't mm -hmm. and it's just so awkward and so uncomfortable and you hate to lose their friendship right but, but what do you, you know, say yeah what do you say you know i mean you tell them you know it's just like i'm not feeling that you know i i love you as a friend you're a great friend i don't want to lose it but you know it's just something that i mean people don't want to hear so, but you can't, i mean for me at least i can't change it i mean it's either there or it's not totally. so myra let's just role play you and i let's say we've been dating you and i for a while and uh, you have to tell me, and I'm going to play the boyfriend. I'm going to I'm going to push it. So go ahead, say Simon. You know I don't feel it anymore. 
So, I mean, you know, I mean, we've been going out for a while, mm -hmm. and, you know, I really like you, and you're just like, you know, you're really cool, and I enjoy all the things that we do and, you know, the things that we've been able to share, but I just... It's, I can't take it beyond the friend point. Wait, wait, you know? are you uh, wait? Are you breaking up with me, Myra? Is that what you're saying? I'm not breaking up with you. It's just that it, I need to keep it on a friend level, the friend zone. I mean, it's you. Fr it's, you're friend zoning me. I'm friend zoning you because we're friends, and I don't want to lose that. And I just can't. But, I don't have that feeling. You but, know, see, I you don't do. Have that, she's that she's like, I, I, I don't want to lose the friendship. I hate that excuse. You need to know why, Simon. <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna, so you, I'm going to say, but but Mara, I've had such a great time with you all those dates. Why? What have I done wrong? What is it? How, can I change anything, Mara? Come on, give me a chance. I know. I mean, it's it's nothing. I mean, that's why we're friends. Is it my French you know? accent? You know, that's why I love you. We enjoy everything, but it's just this what? kind of a chemistry thing. What don't you love? No, it's not love. It's it's just, it's it's chemistry. It's there you go. It's attraction, and it's not, you know, it's, not. I mean, you know, you're handsome, you're smart. <laughs> You're witty. I enjoy doing things with you. I, I love this. No, yeah, see, you, now you're being you're being a, you're being a woman <laughs> yeah. here, where you're you trying to sugarcoat because we women feel like we're the emotional protectors of everyone. Uh, absolutely. And instead of just saying from the jump, listen, I don't feel a spark, Mara. You had to be like, um, I don't want to ruin the friendship. I don't until you got. It took you That's forever, and then once you got to that point, you still came back like to try to coddle his feelings. Things, but come on at one point yeah, Mara, and i loved your answer one point when i pushed you you went into there is no attraction right there you go i mean th this is the truth that's why it's a key word i don't feel the yeah. attraction anymore or i don't feel attracted uh and want to go further i want to be friends Th that sentence whether it's the spark or the attraction is what for the other partner is the clearest way to pass the message that mm -hmm, hey, mm -hmm. it's not there for me. There's no argument. Yeah. They they have nothing to say to that because it's not like you can say, you know what, I'm not attracted to you, and they can say, well, you'll find me attracted, or I'll be more. There's just it's just impossible. So I think that is the you know we got to cut, especially as women. Yeah. Honestly, we need to cut to it because we women are so protective of everyone's feelings all the time. Absolutely, and that's why these things drag out forever. And it's like, well, you're sending mixed messages, and I don't know. Like just clear cut. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mara. Thank you for your call. More of the rendezvous next. This is The Rendezvous. What a show again tonight, Angie. It what, was amazing. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you for being with yes. us night after night in all the different markets that we are air. We're so proud of Shout that. Shout out. I mean, I, like, I got to tell you, and I cannot you know, thank you enough for listening to us. Yes. I, I got to say that for me, who's from France originally, all of this is still a miracle, Angie. It's to, amazing, isn't it? To be heard in America in all those markets by our wonderful listeners, I mean... Is this not the land of opportunity? Only in America. Let me ask you a real quick question before you recap yeah. our show tonight. Yeah. Would I, as an American girl that doesn't speak French, be able to go to France and have a syndicated national show in France? Absolutely not. See? Because only in America... You know why? It's true. You America. Are, That's um, why. America. Represent. That's why I'm an American <laughs> citizen too now. Uh, remember, we had. if you haven't heard, you just go to simonandangie.com, by the way. All the segments were there. Great segment. We had a, a funny segment with Curry Calls about his mother-in-law who uh, was 
overbearing mm. and Angie you gave him great advice well I'm just speaking as my future self exactly we had then a different call with Janeline who found a perfect guy on paper mm-hmm But no sparks. Yeah. How do you equate for that? Yeah, that was Can the, you? That was the problem. And that's how, by the way, I gave my Simon Says to that. Yes. That, right? Your wisdom on that topic. I said, of don't course. try to light a fire without a spark. The reason is, we've all been there, where on paper it's perfect, but we have no chemistry, no attraction, no sparks. What was that quote again? Don't try to light a fire mm. without a spark. There's a call on line one from Bruce, Bruce Springsteen I love giving you a cease and desist for stealing that. Well, but <laughs> I, you know, I've wrote it myself. But anyway. I love it. Thank you, Angie. You can listen to the whole show, simonandangie.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. Thank you. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.